0: Welcome to Technology Transfer IP. Technology transfer is the process by which valuable research, skills, knowledge, and technology developed by educational institutions is transferred to industry for development into products and services that will benefit society. From basic patent licensing to promoting startups, entrepreneurship, and industry collaborations while also investing in and managing technology developments. We bring you conversations with the leaders in technology transfer, who will share their stories, including their successes, challenges, and expectations for the future. Here's your host, Lisa Mueller. Hello and welcome.
1: Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Isabel Ramos. Isabel is an Innovation Manager of Digital Health at Siemens Healthineers in the UK, Prior to her time at Siemens, Isabel was a business manager at the Francis Crick Institute and a 2018 2019 fellow in the Life Arc Autumn Technology Transfer Training Fellowship Program. Prior to her time at the Francis Crick Institute and as a Life Arc Autumn Fellow, Isabel was an IP associate at Imperial Innovations in London, England. Isabel has a bioengineering and biomedical engineering degree from Catholic University in Portugal. An Integrated Master in Bioengineering and Biomedical Engineering from the Engineering School at the University of Porto, and a PhD in Imaging Sciences and Biomedical Engineering from King's College, London. And with that impressive background, welcome to the podcast, Isabel. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. It's, uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thanks so much again for taking part in the podcast. And Isabel, I generally like to start the podcast off by asking my guests about their journey to tech transfer can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up at Siemens Health and Ears?
2: Yeah, so um I I'm originally from Portugal. I did a um a master's and a bachelor's degree in, in biomedical engineering. And then I decided to do a PhD because I really enjoyed my master's thesis, which was in the lab. And I was accepted at King's College in London, where I was doing um uh, imaging of the heart after a heart attack. So it was all about imagology and I was at the biomedical engineering department. And I really liked my PhD, but at, at the end of it, um, I, I kind of wanted to see how we could apply the knowledge of science in real life, right? As as many of us that are in tech transfer, I guess. And, and so after that, I applied for several jobs. The majority of them, I didn't even know what there was about uh, and then it came out, uh, uh, an internship and it caught my attention for two reasons. One was because, um, I, I was kind of looking for something short term. So something that I could try out after my PhD, but I wasn't bound to it. And then another one was because it was related to innovation. So I did an internship at Imperial uh, Innovations, which is the commercialization arm of Imperial College in London. And I was doing, a IP portfolio management uh, so was my first impression of uh, how uh, how tech transfer works uh, in a way and then after that I went to the Francis Creek Institute I was doing a um, I was a business manager there and um, and the reason why I joined Siemens uh, health in years and was already during the pandemic so it was quite a, a journey uh, was because the type of technology I was trying to put in let's say, in the market or help the the academics uh, bring it to the the real world wasn't um, that connected to my background. So now with Siemens Healthineers, I'm part of the digital health portfolio and business line, and we do, uh, you know, everything to work with universities and other partners where we uh, work together with them and co-create technologies related to digital health.
1: So your first interaction with tech transfer was with Imperial Innovations. What made you interested in that job?
2: Um, so Imperial is is um, quite known uh, university, especially in the in the UK, and the type of research the guys do in there it's it's fantastic, you know, they they have this massive um, biomedical engineering department. Um they have lots of startups that that uh spin-outs that came out of the college. Um and I had lots of friends that were studying there at the time. So I was always trying to you know I was always checking what what the guys were doing there. And the job itself um it caught my attention as I said because it was was quite a short period of time so I could give it a go. And then um the possibility to be translating the knowledge from the lab to the real life uh to, was was quite fascinating for me it was actually what i wanted to do you know you 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 are in the lab and sometimes when you are doing your phd they put you in this box that you say oh the only thing you can do is to be a postdoc and that's not that's not right um and even when you write a paper at the end of the paper you say something like oh you know uh, we want this to be playing humans well <laughs> Do we?
1: Yeah. So it sounds like you knew pretty early on that the postdoc wasn't wasn't for you and you wanted to get out and do more of the translating, like you said.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I did like my my academic journey, to be honest. And uh, that's the thing that I like in all the jobs that I have been doing. I have been always connected to science always. And I really enjoy that.
1: So then how did you learn about the LifeArc Autumn Technology Transfer Training Fellowship Program and why were you interested in it?
2: Yeah so I heard about uh the program through a colleague of mine when I was working at the Francis Creek Institute so she was a fellow the year before and she told me how the program was the benefits of it and another great thing about this fellowship in particular is like you can do it in, in part time so I had my job and this really complemented my day-to-day work um so you know I was Learning the theory and then I was applying the theory to the practice when I, I I went back to my to my job. So that that was great.
1: So can you tell us a little bit about the application and selection process for the LifeArc program for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with it?
2: Yeah. So there is a call once a year uh, around June, June July time, uh, and then you you start a program in, in September you know the application was pretty easy you needed to just fill in a form obviously you need to have a cover letter uh something where you explain why do you want to apply for that position why do you think it's going to benefit you um but obviously as you know this it's uh, open to european um applicants and uh, and wh- whoever is is daily travel distance of, of london so one of the th- one uh, of the great benefits of it was, as I mentioned, the, the network and we met lots of um, colleagues from the US and one fellowship that perhaps I can mention here for anyone that is uh, listening to us is the Susanna really Keynes Fellowship, which is for US based. Um, so we might need to look, have a look uh, at it if you are interested on, but I know some of the um, the guys that attended it were from North America, you, you know, Mexico and Canada. So it might be something that um, anyone in the U.S. might be interested on.
1: Well, thank you. That's really, really helpful. Um, in doing the research for this podcast, I, I looked at um, the fellowship in some detail, and um, there are a lot of benefits that are, are available for the fellows. Can you walk us through what some of those are?
2: Yeah, so you get a two-year membership uh, and access to the Autumn Technology Transfer Practice Manual, you know, all the webinars. Uh, You have the ASTP membership as well for one year. You get uh, assigned a mentor uh, and he or she will be with you throughout the the training program, um, which is, for me, was one of the key uh, factors why I applied for this as well. Uh, because I was early in, uh, in 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 tech transfer and was super valuable. Uh, obviously, then there is uh, a couple of um, meetings that you go to. One was the autumn annual meeting. Uh, we went to the um, the fundamentals as well, uh, which is some of the courses that the autumn provides. And then, because as I said, this is a kind of an European uh, program, we also went to the. Uh, ASTP proton the annual meeting um, and then obviously the access to the technology transfer network uh, including the the fellowship alumni um, you know we, we have access to all these great speakers from you know all over the world uh, we got you know career guidance and assistance to gaining the candidate RTTP accreditation uh, and obviously assistance in gaining a placement in a tech transfer establishment. Um, not everyone uh, took um, these or had benefit from this, but some of the of some of those in my year did find a job in tech transfer through this program.
1: Wow, that's an incredible uh, amount of benefits, um, and it sounds like a really excellent program. And I also know from my research that the program is actually very carefully curated. So, can you walk us through um, your experience with the program?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, you have access to all these educational materials. Um, we had access to the webinars ahead of the of the annual meeting, the auto-manual meeting. Uh, and there you can find all sorts of uh, information, you know, anything to do with, like, negotiations, marketing, um, value proposition, um, how to deal with, you know, I don't know, complicated situations or how do you, do you go around those. Um, so that was, was great. Uh, then obviously in the an- annual meeting, we managed to meet lots of people um, in there. So, you know, all our, our network, you know, was based in in the UK, then it slowly increased to Europe. And then suddenly we have access to all these people in, in, in the US, which was fantastic. Um, plus all the rest, you know, the, we have been, obviously, was nine of us uh, girls from the, the fellowship from the UK. But then we met all these other guys uh, from this also another, the the other fellowship I mentioned. And we have been really close uh, together. So, you know, it's fantastic to see now where everyone is going and our network is just expanding
1: because we keep in contact. Yeah, that's really awesome. So what about some of the practical experience that you received through the program? Could you tell us a little bit about that as well?
2: Yeah. So uh, as I told you, one of the things that I really enjoyed in the program was that it was complementary to my work. So uh, we used to attend all these uh, this seminars and webinars, and then I could actually use those in my day-to-day job. Obviously, not everyone was working in tech transfer at the time, so they couldn't use. So, during these uh, seminars that we were doing, was lots of case studies. Uh, everyone was pretty open for, for us to ask questions, you know, sometimes... Like, oh my God, I just came out of the lab. I know nothing about business and, and everyone was super welcoming. Um, and it's quite a, a, an interesting thing that every, lots of people that we've met through tech transfer network, um, some of them come from a scientific background. You know, the majority of them come from scientific background and then you just learn on, on the day the, all the business side of it. Um, so that that was really interesting. And another thing was, because I, I was always in contact with my mentor, uh, which was crucial to during the whole program, I used to discuss with him um, lots of my, you know, day-to-day worries, some, uh, you know, projects that I had, I didn't know how to deal with them. And um, he, he really helped me with those.
1: Now, did you find certain aspects of the program more beneficial or helpful than than others?
2: Yeah I mean so for me uh I, yeah I think that I forgot to mention is for you to be to be able to apply for this uh, fellowship you need to be um 9 uh, less than 9 months in tech transfer so this is really to uh motivate those especially you know PhD students or or uh, you know the similar positions that um didn't have any experience on business uh, to really motivate them to come to this to this other other field. And so when I applied, I had about like six to nine months experience at the time because I was uh, I did the internship at Imperial first, and then I was already at the Francis Creek. So I had a bit of experience at the time. So the aspects for me of the program was obviously the, the network. Um so the, the amount of people that I knew that I could discuss, you know, I could even approach them for licensing deals because I was already at that reaching out to to some of the technologies that we wanted to put in the market um, and the mentor. Um, so I, I know that you will talk a little bit uh, about it.
1: Yeah, that's a great segue to talking about your mentor. And I know from having talked to you before this podcast that your mentor is uh, Richard or Dick Cox from the Tech Transfer Office at Notre Dame. And he is a super great guy. Uh, He was on this podcast and um, I could totally see Dick being a a fantastic mentor. So can you talk a little bit about some of the advice that Dick gave you and uh, during your time in the internship and whether or not um, you still stay in contact with him?
2: Yeah, so we are still in contact. You know, Um, he was my formal mentor, Um, I guess is one of those uh, things that if you want, you can you can take it for life, um, if you gather that relationship. So we still talk um, every now and then. Uh, and uh, that's, I guess, one of the good things that the, this pandemic showed us is that if you want to be in contact with anyone, no matter where they are in the world, you can. Um, so um, he, he helped me with, with uh, as I said, like case studies. Let's say I used to to say, okay, I have this type of project. Obviously, uh, always careful with confidentiality, and and uh, Dick was was always super, um, you know, supportive on that. Obviously, um, so you know, I used to come with with some project. I say, I don't know what to do. I was thinking about doing that or that. What do you, what do you think? And he used to come with his perspective of it, uh, which is great, you know, because. If you hear you know all these inputs from other people, you 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 gather uh, your thoughts and you think, "Okay, maybe this is not the right way to 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 approach this problem. Maybe I should go that way." Um, so that was nice. And I also took advantage of him having so much expertise on this um and years in tech transfer. And all these other uh, kind of soft skills, uh, let's say, was something that he really helped me with, um, you know, negotiations that day that we are really frustrated um, communication wise. Obviously, English is not uh, my my main language. And so, you know, having that and having his perspective on what he thinks, you know, could work better or, or, or not was also was also great.
1: Well, it sounds like it was a, a great experience and I'm not surprised knowing Dick and, and it sounds like you guys are will be in contact for the foreseeable future um, that you guys really hit it off well. So that's awesome. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, I wanted to dive or talk a little bit more about some of the conferences you attended. You you mentioned the Autumn National Meeting um, and some others that you attended. What value did you think participating and attending those added?
2: Um, coming from Europe, one thing that is really interesting to see is how um, things are done in the U.S., because they are different. Um, you, you you guys have a, a different approach to, to um, business, to negotiations. Um, you know, the, in the U.K., sometimes we have this thing that's, you know, in a little bit of Chit chat, <laughs> and then and then you go to business in the US is way more straight. Um, the you know is no misunderstandings. Uh, nothing comes in like second meanings or so. It was really interesting to understand that way of working uh, because as you know US is is a massive power and uh, lots of companies are based in there. So understanding that was super valuable. Um, also the, the great exposure that you have to like entrepreneurship, it's comes from such a young age that everyone is so much engaged in this entrepreneurship world that it's really interesting to see, you know, these peers of my people of my age that have already this super forward thinking of how to apply technology, how to put that in a market. Um, that's really what was was really interesting um and then obviously the the lots of things are in in common doesn't matter where you do tech transfer you know you, you always have this you know you always have negotiation you always have the, the the peer review um if you have some pot of money and you need to evaluate that technology before even you have results uh, uh there's a way to do that and and so all these webinars were were really helpful. The ones that I, I really enjoyed was the ones that we would go through the case studies. Because, um, you know, when you come from academia and you have little of or, or no experience with, with business, having something that, OK, I can recognize what it is, you know, and then, OK, I understand the pathway of what comes after. Even if you don't even if you' don't know all the all the steps, you know due diligence for me at the time was I don't know what this is, and it's one of the most crucial steps in everything you doing in transfer. so all of that was 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 really nice
1: Now you mentioned you still keep in touch with some of your other fellows from your class. um How often would you say you guys uh stay in contact
2: yeah, so was the the one the, the life art fellowship uh we ended up being all women. And three of us, uh, four of us were in London. So it was really easy for us to meet. Sure. Um, even after the fellowship, we used to meet like once a month, go for, for dinner or something. Then the pandemic started. And as I said, you just don't, if you don't want to keep in touch with someone, you don't. But if you really want, you you, you do have that uh, option. And so we just took advantage of Zoom, you know, awesome. uh, Zoom and Teams. and we we. We used to meet and to talk every two weeks. Um, then, no, then was was a bit too much every two weeks because all of us were, people were changing jobs, uh, sure. time zones. Uh, we used to speak with with the guys from from the Susan really uh, fellowship as well, and you know, one of them is in Mexico, so <laughs> we needed to trying to find be a sure. common time was yeah. probably a
1: challenge.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we, we keep in we keep in contact. Um, we started being colleagues i think we i can say that we are a group of friends now uh, like a little family which was quite uh,
1: that's awesome that's really yeah, great.
2: and and it's really uh, you know like one if one of us has an interview the other ones will be there and ask do you want to you know do a mock interview do you want to go over should we ask you some questions uh what are you you planning to do uh I, more recently one of one of the girls asked uh, I need to negotiate my salary. I don't know how to do that. So we're just, you know, throwing up some ideas, getting getting our opinions on it, because it's great to see people moving forward. And we started, you know, two years ago, and it's, it's amazing, the journey.
1: I, I think what's amazing is that you've got now this built-in support network for one another that is a result of this fellowship program. And I think it's really a testament to kind of the the atmosphere and the environment that the fellowships created. So that's, that's really fantastic. So um, I wanna switch gears a little bit, Isabel, and ask you um, what your thoughts were on the registered technology transfer professional certification. Is that something you're interested in? And do you think that makes a difference in a career in tech transfer?
2: Yeah, um, I think it definitely does. I personally have not registered through the RTTP only for, uh, well, for two reasons. One um, was because I was changing jobs and, you know, asking my previous company to be supporting me for something like this. And then I would be moving on. Um, It didn't felt um, right. And then for the type of job that I'm currently doing, I don't think it was fundamental to me. To get a job uh, and to do what I'm doing currently, uh, I do know that uh, some of the other fellows that are in tech transfer have it, and they really benefit from it. Um, again, not only through the network, but it, you know they keep in contact with with the network from tech transfer um, every really often. Um, so, yeah, so let's say if I, if I come back to, to tech transfer, um, I, I will probably consider uh, having it, definitely.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, Isabel, for anyone who might be listening to this podcast and considering a career in tech transfer, maybe even switching careers to tech transfer, what advice would you have for them in terms of how would you recommend they get started?
2: Um, yeah, so you, you can have access through the networks of the Autum, the ASTP, or even the Praxis Unico uh, in the UK. And through that uh, associations, you you can find lots of information in there. You can find jobs, you can find uh, trainings, uh, you can See the people who are in that network and, you know, take advantage of it. Just go on LinkedIn and and, um, ask them if they are happy to to talk to you. You would be surprised on how welcome they are. Uh, So, you you know, don't be afraid. Don't don't think because you are, you know, doing your PhD or a postdoc and you need to stay in there. Uh, Go try other things, you know, perhaps do something like I did, an internship. So it's something that is not binding. You can go, you try. If you don't like it, you you know, you you can go back to the lab or change, try something else. Um, Another thing that I would suggest is if you are in university um, uh, and if you approach your tech transfer offices, sometimes they do have places and they always need help, right? Everyone needs help. So perhaps you can go there and shadow them a couple of weeks. You can actually see the work that the guys do and you might be um, surprised and you might like it. So,
1: yeah. I think that's great advice. So thank you for that. So, well, Isabel, I can't thank you enough for all your insights and time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. If any of our listeners want to reach out and ask you any questions, where can they reach you?
2: Well, you have my LinkedIn, uh, Isabel Ramos, uh, if you need anything, or otherwise you can send me an email. You know, uh, my email is IsabelMTRamos uh, at gmail.com.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much again, Isabel. It's been really great to have this opportunity to talk to you.
0: Thank you for listening to Technology Transfer IP. Please visit us online for more resources at techtransferipforum.com. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges and align on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.